Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Again, nobody. Lance, just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed it. You're pressing the pick confirm button. The pick confirm button is the OK button, Brad. Yeah, Brad, you stupid idiot. You're so stupid. It's the same button, Brad. You're such a moron. I'm embarrassed at how stupid you are, Brad. (laughs) But it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's on the prowl for some slap and tickle throughout Doha. A man that can be seen on the street corners throughout Qatar offering mustache rides. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. You already know. I'm not even going to do it. All right, I'm going to do it. It's Kuldi, a.k.a. the Kuldapotamus. And this time, I'm just chilling in the Persian Gulf, getting that Middle Eastern sun on my grey leathery behind. It feels so damn good. But before we go on, did you did you see what I just got? It, it was my Fermi, and if you happen to come across my Fermi, don't be shy. Just park it on up in there as it is the parking in my Fermi show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the entire cosmos, according to my mum, because we have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, guitar circuit, dramas, seat changes, and more. It's all happening this week, baby. Yeah. Episode 90 coming at you like we're a drugged up girl on her couch and I'm Bill Cosby. That's right, it's coming at you aggressively too far. Too too much? 
But don't be frightened. No, no, no. If you haven't heard the previous 89, they are on the number one website that has been made ever. Fuck it in my filmmate.com. Better yet, slap and tickle that subscribe and follow button on your podcast listening device so you can be the first in the world to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Gordopotamus twice a week. No sir, Bob. But some socials to whet the appetite as well. And parking in my family on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into the DMs like your Hamilton sliding off the track because Max forced you too wide. But I'll be there. Arms wide open, ready to catch you, hold you. Make sure everything's all right. But what the fuck are we going to talk about today? Well, how about racing car Jesus is out and Quan Yu Zhu is in. Zhu Zhou. Juan Yu Zhou, I've got to say his name right. Crofty's Love Files is back, baby. We preview everything happening in guitar this weekend, as well as Cody's top five. Klaus, Cody's top Klaus? Oh, no, he's asleep. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. And a big special message towards the end of the show, just for you guys that you don't want to miss, as well as the start of the week and much more. But we have so much Formula One content flowing out of every orifice of my body. I'm just oozing content for you today. So why not change into something a little more comfortable? Light a few candles, oil up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Is that a podium, boys? Is that a podium? That's a podium. Yeah, nice shot, mate. It's a podium, Daniel. Thank you. Mega, man, mega. Oh, Wow, enjoy this one guys, enjoy it, it's a good feeling, <laughs> wow, <laughs> feels good, feels good. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Is that seat yours, is that seat mine, I think that seat's mine. You want to drive a car that's mine. You can fuck off that driver's seat mine. 2022 driver's seat predictions. Yes, it is. 2022 driver's seat predictions. Hopefully the last time you ever, ever hear that because that is by far the worst intro I've ever created. But... Happy days, boys and girls, because it will be the last time you will ever hear it. Thank fuck for that. Can't you tell I just mixed the sound quality just, just perfect on it. Just perfect. You know, the backing music way too low. My vocals way too high. It was just gorgeous. But we play the jingle because another seat has been determined. The final seat. It's the final seat now. The second driver at Alfa Romeo was up for grabs. Who was going to get it? Who was going to sit alongside Valtteri Bottas in 2022? Was it the man who currently sits in Alfa? Antonio Giovinazzi, a.k.a. Racing Car Jesus, a.k.a. the reason your mum's panties are wet? Or was it someone from Formula 2 or elsewhere? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do know, and we're going to talk about that right now. Well, word came down on Tuesday, and we did know for some time that there was an announcement that was happening then. We were 90% sure of who it was going to be, but then with the Andretti talks, it kind of threw a little bit of a spanner in the works. But Formula One finally 
after over a thousand races, has its first Chinese Formula One driver, Ken Yu Zhou. He will be replacing Antonio Giovinazzi on the grid. So, let's look at the move. Was it a good move by Alfa Romeo? Did Giovinazzi deserve to be booted and have Alfa got the right driver to replace him? So part one in the debate. Did Antonio Giovinazzi deserve to get given the boot? The short answer is yes. It, it's a shame and I actually have nothing against him personally, but you browse through his resume and you think to yourself, there ain't much there to be impressed by. Like, remember a good drive from Antonio Giovinazzi? One of those memorable ones? Like, you know that one that's, that's in your brain right now? Yeah, no you don't because it doesn't exist. It's never happened. Sure, you have the hair that most women would dream of and the body that haunts my dreams every minute of every day. But that's about it. So let's go through the numbers. Giovinazzi has raced in 59 races in Formula 1. He has scored 19 career points. 19 points in 59 races. Has zero fastest laps, zero pole positions, zero podiums, zero wins, zero championships. In fact, he is getting worse every season. 2019, he finished 17th with 14 points. 2020, he finished 17th with four points. And in 2021, he's currently in 18th with one point. Williams have now jumped ahead of him. They've leaped the Alphas. And now they only sit ahead of one team. And that's the disgruntled outfit that is Haas. He has an average finishing position of 14th in 59 races. He finished 10th in Monaco this season. That's his only point for the whole year. And that only happened because Charles Leclerc, Jet the Leclerc and Valtteri Bottas both retired from the race. I think he's an alright dude, don't get me wrong, but does he deserve a seat in Formula 1? He isn't a pay driver, his daddy ain't filthy rich. So what's the benefit from the team? Yes, he is an Italian on an Italian team, that is good. But the amount of revenue that is generating is nowhere near what an Italian on Ferrari would generate. He was never going to get to that level. He was never going to be good compared to other drivers of a similar age. So, 100% correct. Alpha have done the right thing. They've gotten rid of the old relic in Kimi, and racing car Jesus has just been crucified. So, we need to look at the second part of the question. Did they hire the right driver in Quinn Yuzo? It was certainly a choice a lot of experts had predicted as he would be the first Chinese driver ever in Formula 1. And along with that comes a billion new fans. The Chinese fans go crazy for one of their own. So Alfa Romeo probably now has the biggest fan base in Formula 1. It's that simple. This will immediately translate into more merchandise sales, more sponsorship opportunities, and overall more revenue for the team in the sport where cash is king, baby. Not only that, let's look at what the driver himself brings. Well, he will be the number five driver in the Daddy's Boys Club. The pay drivers. He's another pay driver, but that necessarily isn't a bad thing. Family wealth isn't going to be as big an issue here as it has been with Haas and Nikita. Nikita, let me get something off your chest, Mazepin. One, that car, Haas, is woeful, and although Mazepin has won a handful of Formula 2 races, he still won a lot less than Quinn Yuzo. 
So what has Zoe actually won? What's got him this seat other than the billion new eyes on this car and team? Will he be a little bit older than the others? Yeah, 22. And I know that isn't old, but if you consider that Max Verstappen is only 24 years old, then yeah, 22 for Zoe is fucking dinosaur age when it comes to debuting in Formula 1. He's had some success in Formula 2, finishing 7th in his first year, 6th in his second, with a win to his name. And so far this season, he is second with 3 wins and 7 podiums. He's a good, talented driver, there is no question about it. And fiscally, it makes sense for Alfa Romeo. But the next question we ask ourselves is, was he the best choice? Is he the best available driver out there for the team? The only team to lose two drivers out of the sport completely was Alfa Romeo. All other teams held firm or shuffled around. So Bottas replaces Kimi and Zoe replaces Giovinazzi. So in terms of new to the sport drivers, we don't see a lot of other new drivers in for next season with Albon returning and Zoe being the only new one out there. I think everyone is thinking, well, if Zoe is the second place in Formula 2, who is first and why didn't Alpha look at him? Oscar Piastri, the Australian. He is miles ahead and actually on the same day was signed to Alpine as a reserve driver for the 2022 season. But with a population of 25 million here in Australia, Oscar Piastri ain't going to bring in that Chinese audience like Quinn Yuzo. And other than looking at someone like Hulkenberg back into the picture, and with Bottas at the team already, Alfa Romeo made the right choice bringing in someone young to learn off of him, rather than Hulkenberg, who despite being a fan favourite and a quality driver himself, but someone that is 34 years old and never made it to the podium, Callum Illot was another option as well, the reserve driver for Alpha. Knows the team, been a reserve driver for a couple of years, but they've had him for a long time now. So they must know something already. Otherwise, they would have given him that opportunity. It must be a case of he just can't do it for them anymore. Right, he has been friend-zoned by the team. And sure, there are a couple of times when we've been drinking, wanting to fool around with our friends. But long-term, that isn't healthy though. And Alfa Romeo know that. There were only a few other drivers, but at the end of the day, Quinn Yuzo will bring in all that money, the audience, the sponsorship, and a pretty good grip on how to drive a car. Alright, so he knows what he's doing. Oh, no, don't, come on, we don't need to play this again. We don't need to do it. Is that seat yours? Oh, Is that Jesus. seat mine? I think that seat's mine. You want to drive yeah. a yeah, car yeah, yeah. that's okay. mine. You can fuck off that driver's seat mine. Oh my god. 2022 driver's seat prediction. Alright, I promise that's the absolute last time you will hear that, okay? I promise. So I think Alfa Romeo did make a good choice. A choice that the team, Formula One, and all the higher-ups can 100% get behind. Hopefully he doesn't celebrate this announcement by grabbing some unsuspecting titty like Mazepin. But now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, I'm so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. 
I am a stat man. And how's this one for you? Valtteri Bottas has more pole positions this season than Lewis Hamilton. Bottas has four. Hamilton has three, thanks to two sprints. Therefore, Valtteri Bottas is better than Lewis Hamilton. Hey, that's your stat of the week. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. It really was. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, after having a little fun in Sao Paulo, Crofty now looked to settle down in Doha. But without warning, it looks like Crofty's found himself another lady. Will he be able to keep his hands to himself? Find out now on the latest episode of Crofty's Love Files. I sat in Hamad International Airport in Doha, Qatar waiting for Karun Chandot to collect my bags from the carousel. I went and grabbed a couple of double Midoris on ice with Martin Brundle in the lounge. MB lit up a cigar he picked up in Sao Paulo and a thin veil of smoke filled the room, much like the smoke from Hamilton's tyres back in Baku that one time. One of the flight attendants that tended to our every need was enjoying a drink at the bar looking over in our direction checking us out like we were Lewis's rear wings and she was Max Verstappen. If she looked any harder, the FIA were about to slap her with a 50,000 euro fine. She sure was fine. MB put his cigar out and made his way over to her. Like she was Megan the Stallion, he was looking for another interview. Oh no. Oh dear God. She looked uncomfortable, upset that it was him and not me. And I wasn't worried. I knew I was going to get my moment with her. Martin Brundle tried every trick in the book. But it turns out that he must have been illiterate. Because she threw that drink right in his face. Before he made his way back to me, defeated and ashamed, limping back to his chair like Lando Norris limped back to the pits after a puncture on lap one. I laughed. Unimpressed, MB said, Well, why don't you give it a go if you think you can do better? I smiled, slammed my drink back and stood up. I looked over towards this beauty of the skies. She smiled and crossed her legs in a way that revealed way too much thigh. Like she was an F1 engine and the bodywork of the car had been removed. I could almost see everything. I got closer and she smiled. What took you so long? She said as I settled near her. Thought I'd give the old timer an opportunity first before I made my move, I said. She looked me up and down like I was an FIA regulations and she was Michael Massey. She kicked out the chair from under the bar so I could take a seat next to her. You're you're the man from the television, aren't you? She said. Yeah, that's true. I'm David Croft. But you can call me Crofty. Don't worry, dull face. We can swap seats if that one gets a little bit too wet. What's your name? My name's Fluffy. 
fluffy cookie. Well, that's a that's a close shave. I have been in hairier situations. There's no lighting over in the corner over at the lounge there. Did you want to go and see what Hamad International Airport has to offer? Ooh. I looked her up and down. She grabbed me by the hand and started leading me towards the darkest corner of the room while Brundle watched. Well, she started kissing me all up and down. And I didn't hate it one bit. Ooh. I looked her deep in her eyes. Well, I guess it's lights out and away we go. Looks like Crofty won the game against Martin Brundle. So will Karun Chandok ever return with their luggage? Who knows? Maybe we can find out in the next episode of Crofty's Love Files. Whew, class, it has been a minute. We are, we're, we're just flying by. We're having some fun today, aren't we, Klaus? Guitar Grand Prix is going to be a massive one this weekend. But I'm a little exhausted. I need to, I need to just chill. I need to re replenish. I need to, to just have a, few, have a few sips of water. Maybe a bit of coffee. Maybe something to just get the blood flowing. Get, get all uppity and, and ooh, feeling pretty good. Because we've got a huge second half coming up. So a uh, little, little toilet break here. Okay, let's do it. generations people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast racing was then born and who was going to talk about all the racing why Caldi, of course welcome to the pocket in my Ferme show the number one comedy f1 podcast in the world here's your host Caldi. that's right huge second half well, we talked about the big news of the week. We've listened to yet another tale of Crofty's Love Files. But now it's time to start preparing for the race weekend itself. It's just about to kick off a few hours away. And we need to prepare ourselves, get all excited like we were about to have sex for the first time. Because Qatar is going to feel the full penetration of Formula One this weekend. And just like our first time, we'll probably leave disappointed. But alas, let's try and look at the positivity. Come on. Big shows next week as we break down everything that happens. So make sure you subscribe and follow on all the platforms so you don't miss out. We'll go through session by session what happened here at the Guitar Grand Prix. Oh, and really look at every single possible scenario of the championship. Who's going to win the drivers and constructors? I'm, I'm super excited. But we have a big second half, so sit back. Hopefully you had a nice little break then. How are you going, Klaus? You good? Klaus, you got to fade me out now. This is where you fade me out.
make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly right, voiceover man. Make sure you like them. Don't be shy. I'm just there. Go give them a little, go give them a little like. Go tap in that thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? But it's Uncle Cordy here, and I'm going to have to be getting a little serious with you guys for a second, because this week marked a very special occasion in the Pimp family, the Park It In My Ferme brand. On the 17th of November, a couple of days ago, from the time of this recording, we celebrated one year of doing the podcast. We have come a long, long, long way from the very first episode, celebrating Lewis Hamilton's great Turkish Grand Prix drive. Whew, him winning his seventh championship, equaling the great Michael Schumacher. Take a listen to that. Huh? What a memory. Klaus, roll it. The world championship record is equaled. Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix and is a seven-time champion of the world. Mate, you have got to be proud of that. What an awesome drive. <laughs> That's for all the kids out there who dream the impossible. You can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. But when it came to the podcast, the quality of the audio wasn't good. The episode only went for about 19 minutes. But I'm never taking it down off the platforms because it was a part of history. It's a good way to gauge just how much I care about the show and the product that I continuously strive to bring you better quality entertainment, whether I sing to you, become a detective for you, read out Crofty's love files for you. I just want you guys to listen to me. Switch off for 30 to 40 minutes at a time, a few times a week, for when from whatever is going on in your world and come to a place where you can forget about your troubles and worries. And although that sounds cliche, it's the truth. When I say to you guys, sliding into my DMs makes my day. When I see you guys pop up and you send a message, I really mean it. From the first episode where I've had only 20 people download, I would cherish each and every single one of you, even to now because this podcast has grown and grown because of the love and support that I get from you guys. I have people ask, why does the episode come out after the other Formula One podcast episodes? There's just been a race. They release theirs on that day or the next morning. Wouldn't you want to be out first and early so everyone can hear you? Get your opinions first? And I've thought that. I've thought that myself. I honestly have. But I feel I want to not screw you guys over. I don't want to put out an inferior product. I want to spend that extra day learning every single thing I can from the race weekend and uploading all the radio calls and commentary from the race that support my opinions and provides context to what I'm talking about. Anyone can do a podcast where they hit record, talk for an hour and move on. But I spend a couple of hours preparing the show, 40 to 50 minutes recording it, and then another few hours afterwards editing it. So you guys get the best product that I can put out there. See, I joke around a lot, but when it comes to getting this show out twice a week, I am serious. We've hit 90 podcast episodes with this one right here in just over one year. 100 episodes will come up before the end of the year, and that's a huge deal to me. So I hope you all continue to reach out and slide into the DMs. I hope you continue to listen to the show. If I do dumb shit that pisses you off, please let me know about it. But if you love a segment, reach out and tell me because... 
I want to continue entertaining you for years to come. It means a lot, I know, that when people all around the world are listening to me talk shit. And I sincerely thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I always give you a nice little... Thanks for listening. Because I genuinely mean it. Now for a bonus little treat, you get to listen to the opening of my first ever episode. Enjoy. Colby. That is right. It is. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Cody. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme podcast, where we talk all things Formula One, all the news, all the results, all the rumors, talk about the current landscape, sharing my opinions, always discussing everything, everything that's on point, including Racing Point, which we'll talk about today as well. And this weekly podcast things for all things F1. How teams are going? Who's the greatest of all time? Who cocked it up on the weekend? And also celebrating the unlikely wins and struggles throughout the F1 season. So make sure you like the Facebook page, Park It In My Firm, mate. You can't miss it. Stay tuned as each week we'll discuss upcoming races as well as the top five things we learn from the weekend. And of course, the winners and losers. Jesus, Cordy, uh... Couldn't hear myself over the intro. So um, so rigid, so stiff. Got to loosen up, buddy. Got to let it flow. But hey, that's what happens when I didn't have Klaus. Klaus around to press the button. Isn't that right, Klaus? Isn't that right, Klausy boy, eh? <laughs> he's, he's on today. I'm telling you what. So again, 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 I have to say, I love you guys. And as always, thanks for listening. But we move on. Because we have the Guitar Grand Prix coming up. The Guitarian Guitar Guitar Grand Prix. I don't know. We have a racing guitar coming up this weekend. Free practice is just around the corner, probably in a couple of hours' time. It may have even started by the time you listen to this. So we need to break down our predictions. Who's going to actually do well? What will happen? And the outcome of the race, of course. So we are racing at the LaSalle International Circuit at the LaSalle Circuit Sports Club. The LaSalle Circuit Sports It makes it sound like a local crappy soccer team somewhere. Just heading down to the sports club for some Formula One, mum. But let's talk about the circuit itself and see who holds the advantage. And with this being the closest championship battle in 10 years, we need to see just what will happen and whether or not Max Verstappen and Red Bull can hold off and defend against the red-hot Mercedes outfit and Lewis Hamilton, who is absolutely crushing it at the moment. So the LaSalle circuit is known for MotoGP, but did you guys know that motorbikes and Formula One cars are different? Yeah, I know, right? So let's talk about what's going to happen with the bigger, chunkier boys out there. I'm looking at the layout, and I'm not too upset with how it looks. It's obviously hard to judge looking at a 2D picture. So I close down the tab and I open up a browser with some two double Ds, am I right? (laughs) No, but seriously, I think the circuit may provide some overtaking. I think we could see a little bit of movement out there. Now, it all depends on the surface, the weather, the conditions, and so on, and blah de blah 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 But it's not looking too bad. A lovely clockwise track that's going to have a good run into a sweeping right-hander, then a sweeping left, before a long run into two 90-degree right-handers. That's sector one. And I actually think it's a sector that 
Although it's got the 290 degree right-handers, it may favor Mercedes slightly over the Red Bulls because of the long sweeping turns. But it would be less than a tenth, if anything. Like, it, it's really going to be even, neck and neck. The middle sector does have a lot more slower corners and shorter straights that where Red Bull will pull back that advantage that Mercedes may have. But with the third sector being five high-speed corners before a long run to the line on the pit straight, it's definitely a sector that I think Mercedes will overall get the speed advantage on this circuit. But what does that mean for the championship? Now, if I'm predicting Hamilton... To have the edge over Verstappen, do I think that Bottas should also have the edge over the Flying Dutchman? I don't think you'll be able to take him down. No, I don't think so. I think Hamilton will win with Max second and Bottas third. Yes, I know that is an incredibly boring outcome, but I don't think it will be that simple. I think Hamilton is going to take another ICE penalty. The man is on fire, so he needs that ice to cool down, baby. And the pace in Brazil was scary. Like, I'm talking, it was like Ferrari a few years ago when all of a sudden they got really quick, like suspiciously quick, to the point where we all know that what they did was illegal. So if Mercedes does have that pace, why not just get a brand new engine component every single race, crank it up to 11, flog the shit out of it, and overtake everyone out there? Not only that, we still have a bit of a cloud over Max's defending on lap 48 in Brazil. Apparently, it's still under investigation from the stewards. I think Max definitely ran him off the track, but once you leave the country, that race needs to be done and dusted. We need to move on. We cannot be living in the past. But who knows, there may still be a fallout from that. So, what else is going to be happening out there? It can't all be about Max and Lewis, Red Bull and Mercedes, so... How about we talk about some Ferraris versus McLarens, yeah? And I think that Ferrari is almost starting to nail that lid on the coffin of McLaren's best of the rest season because McLaren, although they started out so strong, Ferrari are saying, hey, fuck you. We're here to stay. And the last few races have really brought it in. Lando has flat out struggled since Sochi and Daniel Ricciardo, although he's had moments of brilliance. There's been a lot more lowlights than there have been highlights this season. I expect Pierre Gasly to also do Pierre Gasly things, and I think the Williams will hit some form again, although it's clear they've stopped any sort of development on that car, which they should, and focused everything on 2022. But there is a lot to go down. This is such a crucial race this weekend, and all three remaining races are. And with two of the three circuits being brand new, and the third having some new layouts and tweaks to it, my plums are bulging in anticipation. I'm that damn Randy for some Formula One, baby. But stay tuned for the top five bold predictions for the weekend after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, Klaus, you ever walked down the street and thought to yourself, damn, I look better than everyone else around? Me too, all the time, Klaus. But it's only when I'm wearing some certain threads. That stuff that makes you feel good, that high quality stuff with the good design on the front. Oh, and you know where I go for that? I just go to parkingmyfermacom slash merch, link in description. You know why? Because the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world has provided you guys, the viewers, I guess listeners, because it's a podcast, with an opportunity to look as dope, fresh, litty. Ooh-wee. You know why I've done that? That's right. We give the people what they want. We gotta give the people what they want, and what they wanna do is look good. 
But I know what they're worried about. They're worried about that pricing. You know, they're worried. Oh my gosh, I don't want to pay full. I love this. I mean, the prices are good, and then I've got to worry about the shipping. Oh, it's all a mess. All right. Well, let, I'll do two things for you. First of all, I'm going to give you a little bit of a code because you're listening to the podcast, and I love you that listen. Use the code Podcast Exclusive Five when checking out. I've put it down in the description below. Click the link afterwards. Just go and purchase some stuff and get that five percent off. Yeah, but. You put 5% off, but then you're just going to make it up on the shipping. Klaus, you hear them say that? Klaus, you hearing them say that? They're absolute morons. No, you know, no, no. Okay, my audience aren't morons. But you know I've waived that shipping cost. You know I want to take that for you. I want you guys to be wearing my... You think I made money off this? God, no. Buy the merch. Head over to parkingmyfermo.com slash merch and pick yourself up something pretty just in time for Christmas too. Woo! You're going to look good. You're going to look damn fine Christmas morning. Opening up, you're putting on, you're drinking out of your fresh pimp mug, first of all. Two designs, two different sizes. You're drinking out of one of them. But then you're looking dope for the rest of Christmas Day. All the rallies are going, what? You listened to that show too? I thought I was the only one that listened to the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. No, no, no. We all listen, baby. And you know why I've done all of this? That's exactly right. We get the people what they want. Well, 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 well. All right, Klaus, we have a race coming up this weekend. So <laughs> you know what you need to do. Coldies That's exactly why, Klaus. Time for Coldies Top 5 Bold Predictions for the Qatar Grand Prix. Woo! Oh, a lot's going to happen. It's a very, very important race. So this is where you get a pen and paper. You write down everything I'm telling you right now and then you run down to your local bookie. You just give them on phone. You just tell them you love them. Tell them, look, I'm sorry I'm about to do this, but I'm about to bankrupt you. You go down to your local casino, you put a couple of bets on, local sports marketing place. Oh, you down, You just get that money back because I'm going to give you the odds right now. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. You're going to all walk away millionaires. You're going to give a couple of, couple of bob to me. You're going to purchase something from the merch shop. Parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch. You're going to look good. So, hey, without further ado, let's get started. Klaus, what are we doing? Coldies Top That's 5. That's exactly right. Coldies Top 5. Bold predictions from the race this weekend. Number 5. Mick Schumacher is going to finish P15 or higher. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I predict there might be a couple of DNFs here. Maybe a retirement as engines start blowing up. But Mick's going to be P15 or higher. And he's done it before. So it's not going to be that much of a shock. But I'm, I'm, it's still a bold prediction. That's for sure. Number four. Coldies top five. Coldies top five bold predictions. Pierre Gasly, P4. Number four. Pierre Gasly will be P4 this weekend. Ooh. Ooh. Pierre. My little Frenchman. What did we just do, Pierre? What did we just do? Number three. Coldies. Top five. Coldies top five. Ferrari. I'm going to start running away with it from McLaren. They're in trouble. It's not really a bold prediction, but I mean, Ferrari are going to pick. They're both. All right, here's the bold prediction. Both Ferrari drivers will finish ahead of both McLaren drivers. There you go. How's that? Yeah. Number two. Coldies top five. Coldies top five. Bold predictions. Number two. Max Verstappen. Second place. That's, I mean, is that bold? I don't know. I'm just telling you what's happening. And the number one. Coldies top five. Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. All right, Klaus, we're going to try that one more time. And the number one. Coldies top five. Klaus, 
You're getting one more opportunity at this. Don't cock it up. And the number one. Cody's top five. Bold predictions for the Guitar Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton gets a new ICE because why the fuck not? And then he goes on and wins the race. Yeah? And how's that for your top five bold predictions of the Guitar Grand Prix? Woo! What do you guys think? Head over to the socials at Parker in my firm, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know what you think because I know I've got all five right. That was... Cody's Top 5. Hey, Klaus. Good work. But that's going to bring us to the end of another episode. Episode 90, done and dusted. We're so close to episode 100. But the Guitar Grand Prix is starting this weekend. So settle in. It's going to be a good one. I think it actually will be. It won't be a bore fest. I hope. But I think it's going to be pretty entertaining. So make sure you subscribe and follow on any podcast listening device. So that way you get to hear me when I release my episodes next week to talk about everything that happened. Make sure you like the socials too. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join the Patreon. Become a legend. Join this Legends Club like the Queen herself, Austin, and get your name read out on every single episode. But as always, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.